Welcome to the Lynn Sanity, a podcast for the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello and welcome into another edition of the Lynn Sanity Podcast after a week off. I hope you all enjoy uh, this incredible holiday week that we had of Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, for me personally, uh, I enjoyed the stuffing, the mashed potatoes, and I'll power rank it with corn. Those are my top three. I hope you guys enjoy it as well. Uh, we, we, we had a, a, a great week of football and we got an even bigger podcast because we had such a big week of football, Bryce. Uh, it's not just the two of us this week, uh, even though I'm very happy uh, to be back on a pod with you, Bryce. I, 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 we just got so many games. I feel like we're going to have to keep it moving. Uh, we got, we got Zach, we got Zach Griffith with us. Um, a guy, you know, the schmuck, uh, who co-hosts, uh, BSF, uh, the guy who thinks Joaquin Phoenix deserves an award from the Academy. Uh, no. the guy who, uh, inspires shut up. Shut up. to be, uh, the, the, the next great, uh, voter for the Academy because, you know, he works for their PR team. No, because I watch the movies. I watch the movies, unlike them, who've admitted off the record that they don't watch the fucking. Me- that, 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 don't even don't. I'm not gonna fall for your trap. Listen, I, I Alex did a great job replacing you today uh, while you were uh, cowering at another toilet bowl Clemson year uh, while you were logged into Ravens what? HQ. Since your brother's sick, your brother's sick, so you're logged into Ravens HQ doing all the reps for him. Uh, listen, it's great to be back on. Guys, playoffs are not far. They're not far. No, they're not. And the, they're taking shape. They're taking shape. And uh, some of us have to eat crow tonight. Some of us have to eat crow. Well, oh, really it, won't be me. it won't be me. Oh, that's bull. It definitely won't be me. Oh, that's bull. Okay. Yeah, that's bull. Okay. We'll, we'll break, we'll break, I, we'll I come break. to collect. I'm still collecting. Well, you still got O on your taxes, bud. No. Your taxes are still being paid to be. You're still paying to Uncle Sam right here. Uncle Sam right here. I owe Collecting what? Collecting. I'm collecting. We'll find out. We'll find out here in a minute. But before we do, before we do all that, um, you know, I want to promote our our podcast we have going on right now. Uh, Running Hook with uh, just doing what we normally do. Uh, Running Hook uh, podcast with Alex with Alex Burr getting into the NBA and season tournament. Uh, shaped up the brackets shaped up um you know we a lot of young teams um not a lot of like huge markets honestly when you guys really think about it um and alex will break all of that down uh he'll break down uh, the teams that he's seeing throughout the week what he's seeing what he's not liking uh we got bsf uh killing it right now shout out zach and alex Uh, i'd made fun of him earlier but shout out zach and alex uh for coming in step up to the plate uh uh, this week Uh, i know they got plenty of stuff with college football, with uh, NFL, with with Eagles plus money, baby. World. Eagles plus money, second year, second week in a row, and uh, or you two know, in the last three weeks. We've got a lot to look forward to. We've got a lot to look forward to. Uh, but I want to start us off here, guys, um, with something that I have uh, I've scripted. If you'd allow me, oh. Uh, oh. because because uh, we got a burial this week, yeah, and I, I didn't really feel like there was a need uh, to make this improv uh, but rather uh, give the people in this the respect that they deserve uh the carolina panthers uh this week have fired uh frank reich uh, a guy that was once 
the, the, the coach of the Indianapolis Colts, fired midseason last year. I did not have a job. David Tepper says, I want to hire this guy. Frank Reich says, I take the job. Frank Reich doesn't even make it through. Makes it through less than Urban Meyer uh, did. He was a head coach at Jacksonville. And, uh, you know, in the worst division in football, managed to somehow be the worst coach in the league. And the uh, Ed had the double pick. Uh, but anyway, we're going to try to respect his accomplishments. Reich, uh, a, a guy that, you know, despite what I think of him as a head coach, you guys have a bigger history with him. So I will leave more, most of the analysis to you. But in terms of this Carolina job, um, I think it was an impossible situation, to tell you the truth. I really don't know what you could have asked uh, the head coach of this team to do. Um, firing him in the way that they did. Um, I guess I just have a very difficult time understanding what you're going to get. Uh, trying to replace him internally right now for the next however many games. Uh, but they're going to try to do that. Reich uh, had an issue, tried to give offensive plays, didn't give offensive plays. There was debate about who they drafted, not how they drafted. We knew it was going to be a toxic mess. This is what happened. Um, McDaniels, Reich, um, you guys know we love the power rank our coaches. These were two of the bottom five. Listen to our power rankings because we're not schmucks. We're not schmucks. We do these lists because we're degenerates and we know what we see out of head coaching. And this was incompetency. This was incompetency on multiple levels. And Reich was the scapegoat here in Carolina. I feel like kind of like he was in Indy, but Bryce, you've had a long history with Reich. Uh, you, you've had a, a history that's consisted of him being the head coach and, you know, him kind of having to figure out what to do with Andrew Luck. I mean, it, he's had to go through a lot, frankly, uh, in the last, you know, eight years, 10 years, um, two in-season firings. I guess, what are your thoughts on the Reich uh, firing and just the legacy that he has for you? Uh, well, I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, we've seen the Frank Reich conservative play calling for for years now here in Indianapolis. And you, everyone saw it on a national stage. It, I mean, it made the rounds on Twitter. A screen pass on fourth and six with the game on the line in a, in a winnable game. Not ideal. It's inexcusable. Yeah. And, and you give up play calling for what? Two games? Maybe one. Maybe it was one game. Like, I mean, you didn't even really give it a chance either, you know? Nope. And, you know, the development just, it, there was nothing to build off of. You, There was nothing that said, oh, Bryce Young is getting better week by week. You know, like CJ Stroud was, was relatively not heard from much in the first few weeks of the season and then has gotten better. It, it almost every week. It, are you still are you still getting mistakes from CJ Stroud? Yes, but he's a rookie. You you expect him to. He's already he's already outplayed the expectations, in my opinion, as a rookie quarterback. And, and I don't think I'm remiss in saying that. Oh hell no! no. Yeah. So You're the right. fire. I mean, Tepper has shown. You know, he gets up there and gives his PR statement that he's a patient guy. Well, he's proven that he's not a patient guy. Actions speak louder than words. Uh, you know, he gave us some PR stuff about 
you know, I'm not the one who decided to draft Bryce Young. Bull crap. I don't buy that for a second. Uh, that was, I, I think me and Zach literally laughed out loud as we were listening to that press conference on yeah, live on TV. Uh, I mean, our students probably could hear us in the hallways. I mean, we were just up in arms about what he said. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not joking either. I'm not joking. We were both, we both looked at each other like, no way, no way. He just I, didn't I, have I, a say. I, I, I let the football guys decide, but, but I'm allowed to veto if I want. Yeah. And that's exactly what he did. Let, let's be real here. So hmm. do I think Reich was the right guy? No. Does the firing make sense? In my mind it does, but I don't know about in season. Um, Zach, I, I kind of want your overarching thoughts, but I really want to go on a conversation that you and I have had about the Panthers for about a month now, which Bryce touched on it a little bit ago. I mean, you've had the history with Reich, but you and I just have been sitting there for about a month now. Like, this is arguably the most controlling owner in sports. He is trying to make every single move his move. And the two of us couldn't even name the general manager of this Carolina team. And we were sitting there in conversation talking about that. And it's like, that's how you know something is wrong. And I'm not saying that Reich doesn't deserve some of the blame, but there does feel like a bigger picture aspect to Carolina that's going to have to get addressed. That's way bigger than just fixing the head coaching stuff. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, Bryce is right. We listened to the whole uh, Tupper PR tour on whatever day that was yesterday live on NFL Network. I mean, it was it was unbearable. It was textbook typewritten. Here, David, say this. They'll eat it up. It was just awful. It was awful. Uh, it, everybody knows. I mean, all you got to do is look at the picture of Josh McCown and Frank Reich just slobbering over CJ Stroud at the pro day. I mean, they, they, they were taking their pants off of this guy and they must've, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. They must've Photoshopped uh, the hard ons out of the picture because uh, that's who they wanted. They wanted him (laughs) and they ended up with Bryce Young somehow. And Bryce Young has shown nothing. We've seen, we saw more from Anthony Richardson uh, in four games or whatever it was, Bryce, uh, than we have from Bryce Young. Uh, we've we've seen more from Will Levis than we have yeah. from Bryce Young. I'm just, I'll go there. I'll go there. We've seen more from Will Levis. Have we seen more from Jake Browning in two weeks? No, I'll come Browning, back to, I would I'm, say I'm, no. I, don't worry. I I'm going to come no. back to that later. I mean, look, I, I'm not here to hate on Bryce Young. I think he can still be good, but like the physical traits obviously are not there. The skill positions are not there. If Adam Thielen's your best receiver uh, at this age. Jesus, you're in trouble. I mean, Terrace Marshall hasn't shown what we wanted him to show. Another guy I want him to be good. Uh, LaVisca Chanel is cuttable. He's cuttable. I'll put him in line with Lazard and Cobb uh, and Robbie Chosen. But, you know, you just not what you want. Not what you want from this skill group. Caleb, how, many, how often have we talked about this O-line as a joke? Right. As a joke. I mean, if I was a... Right. I've I've been watching a lot of stand-ups on Netflix, and my opening act would be the Panthers O-line. I could light up my grandpa on one side, my grandma on one side, and my mom in the middle, and we'd probably get pressure on this foul on this Panthers O-line. I mean, they are so they're so bad. 
They're so bad. Uh, they, and look, this is all to say Bryce Young has been set up for failure. But, you know, CJ Stroud has had injuries on the O-line. He's had injuries in the receiving core. He's had injuries in the backfield. He also has a new head coach. like, And he's been balling out. Anthony Richardson balled out uh, when he was healthy. And look, you know, I have experience with Frank Reich. I had about five years of it. First year was great. You know, Bryce, we started one and five. Made it to the playoffs. uh, Won a playoff game. It was great. Uh, Next year, not going to put that on him. You know, luck retired. Got drunker than I've ever been. uh, And it was, you know, it wasn't, wasn't great. 2019 season wasn't great. Then you have 2020. He gets his guy, Phillip Rivers, who's worked with in the past. Had a decent season. Uh, a season Caleb had to shove up his ass on Phillip Rivers. Uh, and then we made the playoffs. Pardon? What? Yard. What? Yard. What kind of shoving did I had to do? What did and you freaking the do? Next, you said no, uh, I went back home to your daddy because you lost. <laughs> okay. We went 11 and 5, made the playoffs with Phillip Rivers, who you said sucked. He didn't suck. Go look at the. Go look at what he did. Go look at what he did. Go really? look at what he did. Yeah, really. Really. Really? We're not doing this again. That was three years ago. You're not taking this L still? No. Okay. Why would I? Uh, The next. Why would I? Because I was right. You're right on the next. (laughs) You're right on the next season, the one season. When Reich. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. There's an L. There's an L and a W. You're batting 500, my friend. Listen, you got Carson Wentz. Look. Frank Reich's trajectory could be much different if we just beat the fucking Jaguars in week uh, 18 of the 2021 season. If we that's just beat the Jaguars, true. Bryce, Frank that's Reich's true. probably still here. We don't have Anthony Richardson. We don't have Shane Steichen. Uh, so that's a big what if for Frank. That's a big sliding doors moment for Frank Reich if he just wins that game. <laughs> but I didn't disagree with the firing. I do think it's a result of Tepper just being a control freak owner. But Panthers have bigger problems than Frank Reich. Uh, they need to figure out if Bryce Young is the guy. They need to figure out how the hell we're going to improve uh, this line and these weapons. And we need to figure out how we're going to acquire some picks because we don't have any. We don't have any. They're in trouble, guys. They're, that is one of the most dire situations in sports, let alone the NFL. It's, it's not great. It's not great. And, you know, Schefter said seven to 10 spots potentially opening. And the job in Carolina has to be, okay, how is my, how am I going to sell this job to a, let's just, let's just flip a name out. Like, how am I going to sell this job to Ben Johnson over the others that could be opening up? How could I sell this job to the head coaching candidates that we think could be available? What is the pitch? That's going to be the message that they have to, you know, figure out over the next couple of months. And uh, because you're right, Zach, I, the, the picks aren't there. Picks aren't there. Um, just real quick, Bryce, uh, Zach, I know you both have some get the set candidates. I just want to go a little longer on right deep dive into the firing. Uh, Bryce, who is your uh, get the sack candidate for this week? My get the sack for this week, fellas. And I got pu- I got pushback in our group chat for it. But I'm going with Zach Taylor as my get the sack. And you're like, I know I got pushed back from Zach. And I said, you're going to have to wait for my explanation. 
Here's my explanation. Jake Browning is not Joe Burrow, despite what you think and know, Zach Taylor. This is a very winnable game to keep you in the playoff hunt, despite not having Burrow. Uh, you know, you're, you're at home against Pittsburgh, who is kind of a squeaky wheel right now. You know, kind of still figuring things out offensively. But yet you stick to Jake Browning like he's Joe Burrow. You completely abandon Joe Mixon. Eight carries. Eight carries for Joe Mixon. That's a joke. That's a joke. I'm sorry. I don't I don't care if I know Pittsburgh has a good front front four there, but come on. You you have to do better. It, you, there's a there's a reason Jake Browning is a backup. Jake Browning isn't even in my probably not even in my top 10 backup quarterbacks this season. I don't know about you guys. I don't think you've really done oh, yeah. a backup quarterback list, but oh, he yeah. may not even be top 50. OK, that's that's degeneracy. And it's fine. See, even Caleb, even Caleb doesn't have a list like that. But but Zach is that hashtag Zach's hate list is back. You know, you want it? Quarterback. You want no, it? I'm, I'm good. I'm Quarterbacks good. will take over Browning. Probably a lot. Probably I'll work lot. on it after this. Send it to you. I'm, I'm sure you will. But this is a very winnable game. This is not Joe Burrow. You have at quarterback. I'm sorry. I know you still have Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd and, you know, all these wide receiver weapon, weapons. But use Joe Mixon. Eight carries is a joke. I agree with Bryce. I, See, I, to- I like, told you. Was, I told you you were going to agree. I, I, I agree. I, I, I told mean, I you. I didn't say anything, Bryce. I didn't say anything when you 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 kind of messaged. You kind of said, "Shove this it, Zach." This was a potential uh, move no. by you. I I think Zach just defends the Bengals because it's yeah, he does guy. because Joe Burrow's his boy. Oh but go, but, but it is, it is. you don't get to talk. You don't get to talk about people's boys, Bryce. When you you get a hotel room with Patrick Mahomes every year, because <laughs> he's the goat. Because he's the goat. Oh anyway, my anyway, god! Zach, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Who's your get the sack? How about five more? Then you're then we're talking. Listen, look, get the sack. It's all right. My get the sack. <laughs> Right on brand. I'm just going to stick right on brand. Dennis Allen. Dennis yeah, Allen. Ba- beating this drum. Dennis Allen initials DA. He's going to need a DA to defend him after what I do to him here. Career records here. Career record. I just want to compare career records. Who do we, re- what coach has been ridiculed more than any other on this platform the past year or so? Just me. Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. Josh record as a head coach, 20 and 32 with the Broncos and the Raiders. Dennis Allen's head coaching record with the Raiders and the Saints, 20 and 44. Worse than McD. Same amount of wins as McD. This guy. Supposedly, defensive mastermind gets absolutely shredded by another get the sack candidate, Arthur Smith, last week. Uh, and a, a team that doesn't have a quarterback, Desmond Ritter, a team that doesn't, a team that doesn't want to give their best players the football. Thinks Bijan Robinson is better away from the ball. This isn't basketball. This isn't basketball. You can't. Oh, he's better off ball. He's better off ball. No, shut up. He's a running back. Shut up. You, we just bet a top ten pick on. This is the guy he lost to last week, Dennis Allen. This team is in free fall. 
Uh, unfortunately, I can't solely blame him. Derek Carr is mostly uh, he. Had, I'm, I'm going to say it's about 50-50 who the blame is. Derek Carr and Dennis Allen. But this team should have been a shoe-in to win this division. This is the worst division in football. The team that wins this division is not going to have a winning record. Saints on paper, most talented team in this division, defensively and offensively. What are we doing? This should have been the lock-it-in division winner of the year, speaking of BSF, and it's not. Yet, the sack, Dennis Allen, the last three weeks for the Saints, you beat Chicago by one touchdown, congratulations. You lost to the Dobbs Vikings, and you lost to Arthur Smith last week. But... <laughs> all right. Well, we'll we'll get into uh, all of the games we're going to start talking about because you know Zach kind of touched on it. Really, we want to get into the games, games that have zero meaning in the playoffs. You know, such as Patriots and Giants. Patriots and Giants. I mean, you can just screw right off because we're the not under hit, about baby. You. Under twenty three um, and a half. We're probably hit. not going to talk about you. We're probably not. Uh, we're at the stage where uh, Tommy DeVito is not in my eyesight. Uh, Bailey Zappi in the New England quarterback, Juju Smith Schuster talking about four Zappy minutes, hour, bro. Zappy hour. Um, <laughs> so we're going to be talking about where, what the, not only we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the games that have playoff implications, but if they're fa- potentially facing a team that's not necessarily in the playoffs, just know the conversation is going to shift to the team that maybe lost more than winning. You know, it's like, hey, the Giants beat Miami. We're probably going to talk more about how the Dolphins lost. Than this Giants team that's frankly pretty close to mathematically. Uh, we're we're heading into that stretch of the season, um, and in Thanksgiving, you guys, we saw you know a lot of games with some interesting implications when you look at what they could mean down the line, especially the first game with the Packers against the Lions, because I think a lot of people felt like Detroit was going to kind of walk into this division. Right. And maybe so. I mean, they're currently they're eight and three. Minnesota six and six and Green Bay's five and six. But I mean, I I thought like they were gonna have real, real separation, you guys. I thought Detroit could have potentially locked this up in like two weeks. Like, no kidding. Like I thought the division was this bad, but like Detroit has I don't think they did what they needed to do against this Green Bay team that, you know, deserves a lot of credit for coming in here on the road putting up 20 points against a Swiss cheese. How in the crap Aaron Glenn is a head coach candidate defense. I mean, 20 points. I mean, and look, they're going to, they're going to say something to me and that's fine. That's fine. But they can allow me to have, they can allow me to say this because they know where I stood on that. They know where I stand on. I mean, this was loves. This is what I needed to see from Jordan love. And we had, we, we did not see it early in the season. We did not see it. He took over this game. And with Aaron Jones out of the picture, he's going to have to do that. He's going to have to do that. He did that. And the Green Bay Packers, Bryce sitting at five and six. I mean, I know the record isn't pleasing. Um, They're not sexy. They're not playing a sexy brand of football. They're not going to drive the attention right now. But there's a lot to be encouraged by in my opinion, with the way that Green Bay came into Detroit and really knocked them out. I mean, Detroit had a couple times where you felt like maybe they could have gotten back into the game, but that 20-6 to six edge in the first quarter 
uh, that made such a big difference in this game. Well, yeah. I mean, it, and it was the turnovers by Jared Goff, the three fumbles that he lost, you know, that were a big difference in the game too. But yes, this is exactly why I wasn't ready to write off Jordan Love when you wanted to early in the season, Caleb. I mean, it's his first year starting. He hasn't played that much NFL football. He's feeling his way through it, but this was a good game for him uh, to kind of establish himself and show that he can he can do it. He can win. Uh, in my opinion, I think it's a big game, you know, given the magnitude. You know, it's a Thanksgiving sure. game. Sure. Detroit always plays. They are definitely the favorite in this game at home, uh, you know, talked about as a Super Bowl favorite. And you go right into Detroit, the defense ponies up without Alexander and uh and you know two safeties that uh two starting safeties and then jordan love doesn't turn the ball over and and throws three tutties i mean it's impressive it's a it's an impressive win uh for detroit it's an embarrassing loss you know that this kind of gave you the the uh, old detroit feel you know you're like oh here we go again you know, yes. and not that I'm saying that they're going to regress, but it was just one of those games where you're like, man, they're still Detroit, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you want to root for them. And and I did. You know, I, I, sure. I never thought that Detroit was out of the game, especially going into halftime. But they just hmm. shot themselves in the foot too often um, in the second half, you know, turning it over on downs and you know, going for touchdowns and instead of maybe settling for a couple field goals, you know, just to try to get some points. Um, but I mean, good win for green Bay, you know, that it seemed like it was starting to really bother Matt LaFleur like a lot. Uh, he got really hyphy with the media for the past few weeks. Uh, so it seems like the monkey's off his back, at least for the time being, and it gives him something to build on for the rest of the season. I mean, Right, Zach. When I when I think of this this Green Bay team, real quick, I do want to give a shout out to, to Rashad Gary. I mean, what a cool story! Or <laughs> is it? You know, he had the injury, lost the season last year, and then to get three sacks. I thought he was a crucial part of the win. That was a great underlying story. Uh, but you know, the Green Bay team's coming in position here, five and six. Um, Love played great. Um, the Lions defense again. I mean, just just a pathetic performance. Pathetic performance by a wannabe head coaching candidate, Darren Glenn. And when I look at this, when I look at this Green Bay team, Zach, I think there's a couple things that come to mind um, about this win that I think have to happen moving forward. And a lot of that is like, look at the balance in the passing game, right? You have you have over you have five guys at four receptions or more. So nobody can really game plan, which I feel like for right now, that's good for Green Bay because, you know, you can't, you know, Love doesn't have just this primary target that he's throwing the ball to all the time, right? It's kind of just like, tag, you're in on this play, uh, that you're in on that play. Um, I, I will say, I think Aaron Jones has to be back for this team. I mean, AJ Dillon, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. I, he sucks. I mean, I, I 14 rushes for 43 yards. He really didn't do anything. This was Jordan Love putting on a fantastic performance. And the Detroit team that I can I mean, I know it's a I, I'm I, I am a little concerned. 
I am a little concerned. I, I didn't think they would just give the game away with the turnovers. I mean, I understand probably three lost fumbles is a little fluky, but if I'm if I'm a Detroit fan, I expect to win this game pretty comfortably. Yeah, I mean, listen, you're talking about the receivers for Green Bay. That's a great thing to have for Jordan Love, who, you know, like Bryce said, doesn't have a lot of reps in games. You know, you got a bunch of guys who are starting level receivers. You can spread the ball out to them. Uh, you got a nice young tight end as well. Uh, you got uh, Aaron Jones out of the backfield, who I agree, they need him back or else this team has a hard ceiling as far as the playoffs go, making the playoffs or not. Uh, but I think eventually, you know, going down the road when, the Packers are back in these big games late in the season. They're going to need one of these guys to become the alpha in their receiving core. You know, they're going to need, you know, not like a Devontae Adams type because those aren't just laying around like they, like Green Bay used to have, but they're going to have to have somebody like that that they can be, they can go to. They can throw, okay, we need to throw this guy. We need a first down. We need five, six yards. I know, I know, I know where we're going. Like they don't, they don't really have that right now. Um, but, you know, the defense stepped up against the high-powered offense. Holding the Lions to 22 points this year is an accomplishment in my in my eyes. Uh, but this is a game for the Lions where if you're betting on the Lions or you're a Lions fan, you're like, God damn it. Because if you have futures on the Lions, winning the division, maybe even winning the conference, these are games, and they're a lot like the Cowboys this way. These are games where you're like, why did I do that? Why did I put my money there? Because just infuriating losses and like shooting themselves in the foot, just at home on Thanksgiving against Green Bay, the rival. I I thought for sure, like, right. No, no Rogers, no Rogers to screw me this year. Like, uh, I thought for sure. I thought for sure they were going to come in there and steamroll him. Turned out to be the opposite. In the way, yeah, and you know, yeah. I, I I thought Green Bay had control of the game for probably three quarters of it, but uh, the story of the game uh, for us, Bryce, is how just how wrong and incorrect Caleb was. <laughs> on it Jordan was a Thanksgiving Love. miracle. He was eating it. We, we... <laughs> no, meanwhile, Bryce, while we were eating turkey and ham, Caleb was eating crow. Caleb was eating crow. On Jordan Love, and I have the receipts right here. I sent them to you. Uh, this was from a couple months ago. <clears throat> Caleb, quote to me, I'm done with love. I'm done with love, and you need to be too. Me, I'm not done yet. Caleb, dude, you need to be. Stop being cute. <clears throat> well, here we are. Here we are say, I, I would, I, here I would we, say it at that time again. Wrong. I would say at that time again. again. You were overreacting. Sure, sure. but but yeah, no, it it was an overreaction. I'll give you this. I'll give you this. At the time you said it, he was playing like shit. But I was not ready. I was not ready to give up. The guy, the guy, and to say he was in the league for four years, you can say that. But his whole rookie year, he was inactive for every game. Didn't even suit up for any game. The next two years, Aaron Rodgers is MVP of the league, I'm pretty sure, uh, other than last year. So Aaron Rodgers MVP 2021. Last year, uh, the Packers sucked. What's he learning from that other than Aaron doesn't want to be here? Now, 
he's kind of learning on the fly. But the thing I've always liked about him is he just looks calm and cool in the pocket, man. Even when he's under pressure, like no Bakhtiari this year. Uh, I can agree. With he's just he just looks calm back there. He just looks calm back there. I thought this was this was the best game he's ever played in the pros. I don't think that is. I mean, yeah, seriously. I mean, you guys are going at me for that. This was probably his best game of the season. You said you were done with him. Okay, I, I fine. I, I, I was. He played like absolute. He played really bad. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna regret. He gave what up I said. on him. I, I, he did not show anything. He was no, he not gave showing up. anything. This, this might be the game that gets it going for him. This might be the game that gets. I it think going. it is. Look, for some, I for hope whatever reason, I. For, yeah, I like for him. whatever reason, I have not been able to quit the Packers this year. Uh, I, I've always liked Lafleur. I've always liked Lafleur. I thought he got a bad rap uh, when Rodgers was there. Um, yeah, I, I like I said, I, I like Jordan Love. I've always liked him. I had him in fantasy for a while. Um, I I just like this team. I like this team. Solid defense. Uh, we'll see when Alexander comes back. What they can do, but. They have the benefit of playing in the NFC, the lesser of the conferences, where you can flip a coin with about four or five teams for the seven seed, and they're one of them. And the Vikings losing on Monday night, guys, that had some ripple effects for teams like the Packers and teams like the Rams. Yeah, we'll get like into they that. they were they were watching that game, rooting for the Bears. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that. Uh, second game on the list, uh, we got the Washington Commanders. Uh, taking on the Dallas Cowboys, um, a game that, you know, just was a, a performance that, you know, th- Dallas has been doing this to a lot of teams, Zach, where it's like they're, Ronnie. Playing, they're playing these teams that are, you know, especially at home, they're just really, really like taking care of business. It's not like, okay, they're just winning and they're moving on. They're demolishing teams at home and they're doing it with balance and they're doing it with a little bit of everybody whether it's bland and i don't know how much you can take away from this uh game um about the cowboys that you didn't already know but what was what were kind of your thoughts about this win over washington and just the way they were really able to put it on them 25 points in the fourth quarter. I mean, that is, that's, that's, that's a lot of points at a point. It's embarrassing. And Ron Rivera is supposed to be a defensive guy, right? Guys. Yeah. Right. Saying that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, then why have the commanders given up 350 points this year? The most out of any team this year. And Jack Del Rio, who, in my opinion, is a better head coach, better head coach than Ron Rivera, gets sacked. Oh, come on, Zach. Get over. Get sacked. uh, Okay, look at... No, I'm not going to go into uh, my Ron Rivera spiel here, but because he's going to get fired at the end of the season. As soon as the bell tolls on the end of the season, he's out. But, like, look look at his records. Like, he only has three winning seasons out of 12, I think it was. It's abysmal. Any other coach would be getting railed by the media or wouldn't have a job. I don't know why he gets a pass. But what I learned from this game, nothing really. I mean, the Cowboys, like you said, it's what they do. It's what they do. They they 
they they slaughter the bad teams. You know, they did it with the Giants. They've done it with the Commies now. Um, that second Eagles game at home, it's going to be very telling for me. Very telling for me. I think the Cowboys are going to be favored in that game. I think they should be favored. But, you know, you came so close against Philly the first time. If you want people to give you any respect in December and January, you have to beat the Eagles. You just have to beat the Eagles. Because nobody's going to be talking about you with the Eagles and the Niners and the Chiefs and uh, Baltimore and enter whoever else you want in that conversation. Like The, the people aren't going to be talking about them with that group of legitimate contenders. Uh, Dak, you know, Dak playing out of his mind right now. He's uh, third in the MVP voting right now. Uh, and speaking of voting and odds, Deron Bland, guys. I think he was like fourth or fifth in DPOI odds. Deron Bland. So I didn't learn much from this game other than the Cowboys just took care of business like they always do against teams like this. Uh, Bryce? Uh, I don't have much to say about this game, so I'm going to spend my quick time right here just giving props to Deron Bland for breaking that record, pick six record. Uh, dude, mad respect for that. Uh, very impressive record. Probably will stand for a very long time. Yeah, that's hard. Uh, so respect to him and also exposes uh, Diggs as a system no. cornerback. So no, it doesn't. Uh, that's, no. So that's great. Shout out to Ron Bland. It doesn't. It doesn't, but okay. okay. You're the and only one stuff. in America saying that. Okay, that's fine. I'll be the only. And I've been the only guy in other stuff, and I'm here to collect now, baby. No, you're not. Good. Next up, we got an NFC West battle. Um, Niners and Seahawks. And Bryce, you and I were talking a little bit, just kind of watching this game of like, it's an 18-point win. And you look at the box score, and everything about this game suggests that, frankly, San Francisco pretty much had whatever they wanted. Um, but like, I, and I didn't necessarily learn a lot about the Niners. I think they're, they're one of the top teams in the league and they, they did so. They beat a team that they, they should have beaten and, and kept themselves in the top of the race here. But I mean, Bryce, I, I just, the decision to, to play Gino very obviously was not the right decision. Um, he just, there were so many times in this game where I felt like Seattle could break it open. Defensively, I thought they were doing about as well as they could, despite giving up 24 in the first half because the, the short field. It was a short field. It, was, it wasn't like they were not getting off the field. It was just they were constantly giving the San Francisco team short fields. And that's to me just like, okay, if you're going to give a team like that short fields, you don't need a whole lot, right? You, you, you get a couple nice plays here and there, and then boom, you're in field goal range. Or boom, you get a touchdown on a big play. Like this game, Bryce, I think the management of Geno Smith on Thursday night, I, I don't care. This might seem like an over-exaggeration. We could be looking back at this game and saying, this is why the Seattle Seahawks didn't make the playoffs. Because of the lack of management of Geno and not knowing that your guy, at least from my opinion when watching this game, not knowing that your guy wasn't 100%, why not try to ride with the backup? And, and, and Locke, I don't think, is all that great, but 
they were giving so many one-on-one looks and the, the Seahawks were winning those one-on-one looks, but the quarterback couldn't get in the ball because he wasn't healthy. Mm, I'm going to disagree a little bit, actually. Yeah, I, I don't know that they've been better off with Locke. I mean, the only the only touchdown they had in this game was a tipped pick six off of Brock Purdy down in their own end. I don't know that it would have been any better, to be honest. Um, San Francisco just looks like a juggernaut right now. I mean, they were doing whatever they want on offense. Defensively, first game without Hafunga. Um, you know, look all right, you know, and maybe it did have something to do with the Geno Smith injury, but I don't even know if Geno Smith was healthy, how much this changes either. Maybe another seven points and San Francisco still wins comfortably by 11. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, but I mean, right now, I mean, Seattle's still in the hunt. They still have a chance and we know that, you know, they're going to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. Yeah, that seems to be what Pete Carroll teams do. Um, and I'm hearing Geno Smith is looking much better this week. And they have a big game against uh, Cleveland. Uh, you know, it sounds like they could be facing old Joe Flacco, possibly. So, in theory, this should be a game that they should win. Miles Garrett not practicing today. Well, they got, well, Seattle's got, Seattle's got uh, Dallas on Thursday night. Oh, yes, Dallas. I'm so sorry. Yes, I don't know why I was thinking Cleveland. I'm an idiot. Yes, they do have Dallas. It is a massive game in a game that they, in all honesty, probably won't win. Now that I think about that, uh, I mean, that Dallas defense is is lethal. We know that. The Dak seems to be playing very well. Mm, not looking but good they gotta for win Seattle. They, they, they do have to win it, but it's looking very grim. I don't know why I thought they were playing. It's right in front of my face, too. I'm an idiot. Sorry. My bad. My bad. Happens. Happens to the best of us. Um, Zach, you know, 31-13. Niners move themselves in 83. Seattle 6-5. Did your brain lean towards, okay, what does this mean for Seattle? Or did you come away thinking different about the Niners? Again, kind of like... Uh the Cowboys commies game like this didn't change much for me because past two years Seattle has just been owned and owned by San Francisco saw it last yeah. year yeah saw it in the playoff game last year right I mean it was 41 23 final uh but I don't even think it was that close um and you know looking forward to Thursday I mean listen I don't want it to be like this I don't want it to end up like this Okay, I want it to be a good game because we haven't had a good Thursday game in quite some time. I want it to be a good game, but I think there is some low-key blowout potential with Dallas-Seattle for sure. For sure. tomorrow night. Uh, it's a six-and-a-half line, uh, so you're getting the Seahawks about a touchdown. But, you know, like Bryce said, Dallas defense is lethal. Don't know how healthy Geno is. It does sound like he's a little bit better, uh, a lot better maybe this week, but um, you know, it doesn't matter what facet of the game you're looking at offensively, the Cowboys will have an answer for it. Um, I do have Lockett in our parlay that I put down, Lockett touchdown. I'm not feeling comfortable about that. Had to do it for the odds, had to do it for the odds, uh, the odds boost, but um, Seattle, Seattle's in a tough spot. And I, I'm talking to Caleb here because Caleb loves Seattle. 
He's loved them for a couple of years now. I, yeah. Like, yeah. If they lose to Dallas tomorrow, like, they're borderline in this group with Green Bay and Minnesota and New Orleans. Yeah. Like they're they're in that group with that similar record. Like obviously I think they're a better team than those teams, but record wise, that's where they're sitting. And that is not how we thought right. the season was gonna go for them. Not at, not all. at all. Not at all. I didn't think so obviously Pete Carroll, I think, is a top five to ten coach. You know, proved it last year, proved it a little bit more this year, but I just we're going to get some questions answered tomorrow about the Seahawks. That's for sure. We are, no doubt. Um, I, I, I'm curious to see what happens um, just for the Seattle team. Yeah, I think they have got a lot of talent, but if they can't put it together, like you're going to have to reevaluate something. And that might be coaching. That might be coaching because he's been there for a long time. And sometimes you got to have a new voice to re to reestablish some stuff. So, I don't. I don't know where I stand. I, you know, are man, they picking I, I a quarterback? Picking. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's to be determined because I think that's absolutely in the realm. If this goes south and goes south pretty bad, it's in the realm. No, even if it doesn't go south, I mean, this is uh, we've I, been told other, a I deep mean, quarterback Jason draft. Peters, starting Jason. I, I mean, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm looking at the offensive line. But uh, but I, I understand what you're saying, and I I think you know they are aging. He is Gino's not a young guy necessarily, and if you have a decent draft pick, you should get him. Um, it's honest, honestly, like if the Bears want to move on from Fields, kind of an that. underrated fit. I don't hate that. I don't think a lot of people have talked about that fit, but I kind of like that fit. Like Fields, like. I think is more talented than Russell Wilson ever was, but like there's some shades of like his ability to make plays off the run and creativity that oh, could work there. Uh, next up, um, I, I want to be clear. want to be clear. If Zach mentions any words about the Jets offensive line, he's going straight to mute. Uh, Miami, I like, it. I like Miami, it. Miami comes out and, and puts on a, a, so what, why? Because you hammer that, you hammer that, and and this this because Miami, it's right. This this Miami team, this Miami team comes in, you know, and and pretty much gets gets the job done. Gets the job done. Obviously, was there some adversity, you know, with the two of picks? Sure, sure. Will that have to get fixed? Absolutely, because I do think that's one of their biggest problems right now um, is the turnovers. But man, uh, Bryce, we were watching Hard Knocks talking about Hard Knocks. Like that Jalen Phillips injury, it seems like uh, that, you know, obviously it's a tough injury, but it seems like considering how you could react to something like that, it seems like there's a rallying of that defensive line, mm-hmm. a Bradley Chubb uh, and Emmanuel Ogba, veteran pass rushers um, that could potentially help that gap. But that's something I'm really curious of because I don't take much stock Bryce and seeing a team like the New York Jets that struggle to score six every game. Um, I, I, I look at it as, okay, you know, I think this is a, what's going to happen to Miami moving forward, right? Because 
Miami, for the most part, they're playing Washington. You've got to think they're going to beat Washington. You got to think they're going to beat the Titans. You got to think they're going to beat the Jets. These teams that are not very good. They've, they've shown that this season. So my, my question is, you know, we could be seeing these dominant scores for Miami in these next couple of weeks, but what are you going to look for in those dominant scores to make you think that they could, that they, you know, they could make a run in the playoffs, that they could potentially uh, get themselves a win or two uh, in the AFC playoffs? I want to see Tua in adversity again. You know, there's a lot of talk about, um, you know, if he, if he's off, if he's, if the timing is off, you know, can Tua make you a play? Um, yeah, I think that's the next step for him, especially if they want to make a deep run or, you know, be a Super Bowl contending team. I think you have to have a guy at quarterback that's going to, that could make you a winning play. And it doesn't have to be at the end of a game necessarily. It could be any time where you're like, that's that's a play that if you don't make that, like you you could potentially lose. Um, you know, obviously we know they they can put up points in a hurry, but you know, a lot of it is in the middle of the field. You know, get scheme Tyreek Hill wide open. Which, by the way, those shifts are seeming very illegal, and we're not talking enough about that. Uh, you know, yeah. especially especially when yeah. you look at the Tank Dell play that was called back, um, you know, that that deep shot that C.J. Stroud just unloaded down the field and called back because Tank Dell was in illegal motion. And I'm like, that looked exactly like something that Miami would do that they run on every single play almost. So hmm. I guess that's what I'm really looking for. The defense is starting to play better. Yes, it's a blow uh, that Jalen Phillips is not on the field. Um, but JPP brings in a, a veteran presence. It may, he, he might be washed, but if he, he can at least stay solid on that line and just create pressure, um, you know, I think that's, that'll be good for them, but getting Ramsey back has been, you know, bigger than I thought it was going to be, um, you know, not saying that he's a bad player, but I thought there might be a little bit of regression, but he seems to be playing extremely well coming off the injury and he's fresh. Mm. So we'll see how it goes, but I'm loving the hard knock stuff, by the way. I'm loving this. Yeah. I'm, I'm bought into Mike McDaniel. That is his true authentic self. And he's a football guy. I love that. I love that. Uh, Zach, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, just kind of what you're wanting to see from Miami here? Because with the lopsided schedule, you got to think they're probably going to take advantage of this, get some wins. Uh, but what are you hoping to see in their wins? To, to make you flip a notion that I know you have of Miami, which is that you don't trust them to make a deep run in the playoffs right now. Well, I like Miami a lot. Uh, I love McDaniel. I'm with Bryce. I love McDaniel. Uh, I, he's top five coach for me uh, this season. McDaniel is. Um, I think he should be. I think his odds should be a little bit better than they, what they are for coach of the year. Uh, they got Dan Campbell at a runaway favorite right now. Uh, which is fair, but I think McDaniel's odds should be better than they are. I mean, look, you look at their upcoming schedule. You got commies, Titans, and Jets again. I think I can book all three of those for a win. And then you have, to end the season, Cowboys, Ravens, and then the Bills again, who have owned this team the past uh, two years. Basically, ever since Josh Allen's been on the Bills, they've owned the Dolphins. <laughs> If they can go two and one in those three games, that would be enough to sway me. 
at the end of the year. That would be enough to sway me and be like, okay, I can see this team getting to the AFC title game in Kansas City or uh, Baltimore wow. or wherever it is. I, I could see it. I could see it. Because they, they can put up points. Uh, I think they have the second or third most points uh, out of any team this year. They run one of the most fun offenses in the league, but you know, as we've seen in the past, I'll pander to Bryce here. 2019 Ravens, fun offense, shitload of points, didn't win a playoff game. You know, and they didn't win a playoff game until a year or two after. Uh, it took the Bills a couple years to win a playoff game. I think that's kind of the stage the Dolphins are in right now. So if they can go two and one in those games against Dallas, Baltimore, Buffalo at the end of the season, uh, especially the Buffalo game where Buffalo is most likely going to have a lot to play for in that game. Um, yeah. You know, and the Ravens, Ravens might be playing for the number one seed in the AFC. Like they're not playing these teams taking weeks off. You know, they're going to have a bit big shit to play for. Um, so if they can go two and one at least in those three games, that'll be enough for me to go, okay, I trust Miami to to win a playoff game or two. And I, I want them to be good, guys, because, I mean, my, my God, our whole lives, the Dolphins have been basically a doormat. They've had maybe two good seasons, counting last year, you know? Just mm-hmm. not not a good organization from the top down for most of our lives. And now yeah. they finally found the right coach. Uh, a fun coach, but extremely detail-oriented coach, as you can tell from Hard Knocks. Uh, talented defense. Finally, they picked the right time of the year to start stepping it up. I know, I know they played the Jets and the Raiders the past two weeks, but they're stepping it up. They're stepping. And I didn't think I didn't think they played that bad against the Chiefs either. Uh, the defense. So, uh, like I said, two and one last three weeks. I'll be sold on this team as a. Uh, legitimate threat in AFC. Next up uh, on the list, uh, Sunday night game, Ravens and Chargers, which was not the most pleasant to see. Plenty of questionable coaching decisions, uh, teams not capitalizing, uh, but the Ravens uh, were able to get it done. Um, Chargers still have Brandon Staley. Um, This is a team, Bryce, I mean, I think this loss to the Chargers pretty much puts them uh, in the good is gone category uh, at this point. And, um, you know, but I, I'll be frank. I, I thought the Ravens sucked. But they sucked. Um, they should have been coming into this team. Uh, this Chargers team has no home base. This has no home base. So I don't even call this a road game. It's like a freaking neutral game. Um, and you should have came out and put the, put the, you know, laid down the wood on these guys. You should have laid down the wood on these guys. Um, this was not a perform. There was some, you know, exciting parts. Uh, you got to be encouraged, uh, by what, uh, Mitchell, uh, was showing in some of this game. Uh, I think he could be a threat for them moving forward, something to give them a little more, but how the absolute crap is they, if Flowers getting 25 yards on that piss poor charges pass defense. How is this this offense, Bryce, not having success against one of the worst defensive units in the league? I I thought this was I, this was a dreadful game. Um, I, it really makes me want to evaluate the Ravens 
in a different light. I thought they had a lot of smoke blown up in them, Bryce. And I feel like they're smoking on that instead of just letting it blow by and playing and minding business because I, I thought this was just a very disappointing. Like, I know they won, but I think they should have been able to have a much better day against this Chargers defense. <laughs> Zach, uh, Caleb is throwing us off the scent that uh, he, he's a Ravens fan. Oh, uh, totally. But, but uh, <laughs> you know what? I can't even put this, this Chargers loss on Staley this week. I really can't. You have Eckler, Eckler fumbling. Keenan Allen fumbling. I mean, you just, I mean, just little stuff like that. You you can't even put on Staley as much as we want him gone. Uh, and, and then Baltimore, they just found a way to win, which, you know, some, sometimes that's what good teams need to do. You know, that's right. what the Eagles do. And, you know, that's what other good teams in the NFL do. And this is what they did. And, and yeah, I am, uh, you know, you brought up Zay Flowers. I am disappointed. I'm disappointed. Like Lamar is looking for Zay Flowers. He had eight targets, but it's it's almost like they don't know like exactly how to use him yet. And I, and there are a couple instances where I'm like, that's exactly how you need to use him. Get him in open space. It doesn't always have to be in a sc- a screen pass, but get him a motion. Get him, you know, run a pick play for him. Get him in the open field and and just let him go. Like. Like Lamar wanted to keep on that last rushing touchdown to seal the game, right? Lamar wanted to keep that ball, but Zay Flowers looked like he ripped the ball away from Lamar and he, and he housed it. He housed it. Give the kid the ball. Give Keaton Mitchell the ball. Quit, uh, Zach said this earlier in the week. Quit messing around with Justice Hill. It's over. <laughs> Justice Hill, it, it, you know what he is at this point. You know I what he is. I Gus Edwards in a parlay, but still. <laughs> and, and stop and why is why does nelson aglor even see the field why does he even see the field you you gave odell beckham an ungodly amount of money or oh, three dude. catches 34 yards yeah isaiah likely was your leading receiver which they draft i don't even know when they draft him to be honest with you he's just kind of there and he just balls whenever andrews is hurt you barely use bateman who is a first round pick I like, I, I don't know. There's just so much uncertainty that I hate in the Baltimore offense, but they're winning games. So I really can't fault it. It's almost like Atlanta. Like they win games and they don't use their weapons. Like fine, whatever. But I feel like this could be a turning point for, for the Zay flowers train potentially, you know, he gets open and, you know, he was the only option passing option really on that touchdown early in the game. Yeah. And then he made it, he made the rushing touchdown happen. He said, Lamar, give me the ball and let me take this. Let me take care of this for you. You do not have to do everything on your own. We need you healthy for the playoffs so we can make a deep playoff room. And I like that. Yeah, good points, Bryce. Uh, Zach, what what, did you think of the uh, Sunday night game? Well, I mean, it was just a typical Chargers game. Keep it close and lose at the end. That's just what they just what they do. That sounds so depressing. I'm not even gonna lie to you. That sounds so depressing. It's just, it's just what they do. It's just what they do. It, it has been what they've done this year, though. It really every has it week, if you're a Chargers fan, every week has to feel like 
how I felt coming out of Napoleon. Just fucking dejected. I mean, look, it's just not, you don't, it's not, I, I don't know what else to say if you're a Chargers fan. First off, you probably live in San Diego, not LA, number one. Uh, number two, you're going to have a new coach next year. Maybe Jim Harbaugh. That's the bright side. And number three, you still have Justin Herbert. Okay? So you still have your franchise pillar. You know what you're building around. Uh, no need to panic on that front. So there, there is some bright side for this team going forward. But this year's done, man. This year's done. They, they made... They, it, I, I mean, I was saying it was done two weeks ago, but it's definitely done now. Because... You know, I'm not even going to fault the Ravens too much for this because it's just classic Chargers. Uh, they make you play down to them. And even when they make you play down to them, they still can't beat you. Um, they're just not good enough on either side of the ball to beat you. Um, but the Ravens, look, I agree with you guys. It's almost like they didn't know what they had with Zay Flowers. They, they, didn't, they didn't know how many different things he could do. They were treating him as a gadget guy. Which to me, gadget guy is code for a uh, fast guy who's a one trick pony. That's all it is. Home run That's hitter. all it is. Yeah, we we make up some bullshit play for him in the backfield, and maybe he'll get yards. Maybe it won't. Uh, Zay Flowers, way more than a one trick pony gadget guy. Obviously, like he he's a deep threat. You can bring him out of the backfield, like they did uh, on this one. You can run him on the short routes, the crossing routes. Uh, you he, he's a great route runner, as we have seen all year. All year. Cooks guys. Um, Cooks them. Cooks guys. Cooks guys. And, you know, the Chargers have some guys in the secondary. He cooked them. He cooked them. I mean, it's just first round pick for a reason. First round pick for a reason, which is the main reason why I'm just so mystified at why Bateman just continues to not produce. But I I didn't learn much. I didn't learn much new from the Ravens uh, or the Chargers. I just, the Chargers are done. They went ten and seven last year, made the playoffs. Uh, they're four and seven. Something tells me, guys, they're not going to win out and match their record from last year. Uh, what was the line we heard this week? Barring a miracle, yes, Brandon Staley will be shit canned. Yes. Well, you're not getting a miracle. You're not getting a miracle. Next up, Jags Texans, um, a game that might have an opportunity to kind of. You know, muck it up a little bit in AFC South. What does that mean? What could that look like for both teams? Texans got him earlier in the year. Jacksonville gets him this time. Um, interesting to me that Texans beat the Jaguars at Jacksonville. Jaguars beat the Texans in Houston. Um, I, oh, what a great performance by Jacksonville, in my opinion, because Here's where here's where I come away from. You're getting the ball. You're getting the ball out. You're getting the ball out to your playmakers. The balance is what you want. Ridley's getting more involved. He's getting touching 90 yards. Kirk's around the 90 yard mark. The ground game to me, I'm not that concerned with the ground game because I think the ground game is going to get there. We've seen it get there. Uh, we've seen the progress um, that that game is. And ultimately, that they've made this season, and I think that's going to keep happening in their fate. Um, to me, I, I just coming away holding Houston at twenty-one. I'm living with that. I'm living with that. They've been hot offensively. They were. They've been. They've been cooking offensively. They've been lighting it up. 
You can sit there, you say it's a game winning field goal, fine, whatever. Uh, but the, you know, but the fact is, I mean, this is a very good uh, Houston offense right now. They were red hot coming in this game. And I, I thought they made a big time statement, you know, that, hey, we're not going away. Houston might be coming up. You know, they might be, they might be hot. They might be a real threat. They might make the playoffs, like whatever, props to them. And we've talked about them, Bryce, at large, about what, what this Houston Texans team can be. But I think this is a game where if you're Jacksonville, this this shows me that that you're not just a one-trick pony. Like, you're trying to make a statement. You're trying to make your claim that you can get the AFC South, that you can win the AFC South for a second year in a row, that you can, you know, make noise. And I'm going to get, you know, I feel like this is a game that you can really rally around as a team, a game that you can look at and be like, okay, Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, let's look down the stretch here. We got a game against the Bengals. Just be mauling those guys at home. Mauling them. Browning, getting by our pass rush. Joke. Joke. Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker over on sacks. I mean, the Browns, what, what are the Browns? What are the Browns? What, how, what can we expect from the Browns? Like, let's pull four in a row. I mean, Bryce, if they win this game, if they win this game, right? I mean, they have a chance to win six of their last seven. They're one of the hottest teams in football right now. Mm-hmm. Six of the last seven. I don't think that's getting talked about enough. It's and I think it, it, it's, it's a weird team, Bryce. I can't figure it out. Can you help me understand why it feels like they're weirdly under the radar, but at the same time valued the way that they are in like AFC power rank. I disagree with you. I just, I just, I'm not, I'm not, this doesn't, this, this performance doesn't do it for me against the Houston Texans. You're very fortunate that it was a backup kicker and he had that field goal dead center and it just came up a tad short. And I, I, you know what? I'm going to say it. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to catch blowback for it. I don't care. Trevor Lawrence is mid. This is he, he has been nothing but average this season. He's had a few good moments. The Saints game sticks out in my mind, but he has been incredibly mid. Like nothing. This is not what we were promised. You know, he was going to be. We thought this is the year, you know, Calvin Ridley comes back and yeah, yeah, he come he gets reinstated. We're like, oh man, this is gonna be a scary team, man. Like this is gonna be like super scary. Like they're gonna they're gonna run the south, which the, which they are, but like we thought that people were talking about them as like the number one seed in the AFC. And like this is not a number one seed team. I'm sorry. It's possible. It's, not. it's possible. It's possible, but but does it feel like they're a number one seed? Doesn't I'm, matter. That's the difference. I'm with Bryce on it, it, No, it does matter. It does matter. It does matter. It Why? does matter. It does matter. Because I think the Chiefs beat them right now in the playoffs. The the, the Ravens rail them. Easily. Man, not not even they, thinking about it. They're a team that needs home field. They're a team that needs I, home I, field. I don't even think that matters, to be honest with you, Caleb. That's why I took their over in our over/under drafts because uh, the okay, division they play in. You, that's in fine, but that but that's fine, but that that proves absolutely nothing, though. That that so proves absolutely not, so nothing. You're, to you're not really looking at winning six of their last seven as anything. No, that's that's fine. Congrats. I mean, but I mean, who have they? Wow. 
what what did, what did they put down? Who have they put down? They put down the Falcons. Great. Okay, they beat the Bills. Okay, London game. Still a, still a decent win. The Colts, they own us. The Saints, we know about the Saints. Uh, you know, uh, Now, that one I will give them because Trevor Lawrence graded that one out. That was an impressive performance from Lawrence that day. Steelers, they were down bad offensively. Then they get absolutely railed by the Niners coming out of the bye week. Coming out of the bye week. You beat the Titans. Great. That Tanny pack is done. Texans. Okay. Decent win. Texans are, are a hot team in the NFL. But again, another rookie quarterback uh, who's been playing outstanding. And they were, they were a backup kicker or, or, you know, a starting kicker away from tying that up. And that game could have ended differently. And, and I, 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 to me, sometimes the Jaguars, the, the Jaguars don't make sense to me sometimes. Like Calvin Ridley. Okay. In this game, Calvin Ridley. Had zero catches at halftime. Zero. Then all of a sudden they start going to him in the second half. And then, yeah, oh, look at that. Five receptions, yeah. 89 yards and a touchdown. And a two-point conversion from him. It's like it's like Doug Peterson tries to get too cute. We get too cute with Bigsby. We, we get cute with Deanna Ernest Johnson. We get cute with, with Jamal Agnew. You know, like, like, don't. Like, put the ball in the hands of your playmakers and, and start running these games. You know, start... Start looking like a number one seed in the FC. Yeah, it's possible, but right now I don't trust. I wouldn't trust them in the playoffs, even if they had home field. If they're playing hmm. Kansas City or Baltimore, get give me give me both of those teams over Jacksonville. So I guess like what what do you what do you want? Right? Because I just I just want to see. I I I don't know. I want to see dominance from 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 offense. I want to see clean game from Trevor Lawrence. And and I think the defense, I think they have room for growth as well. It's a good defense. Like that front, that front four is solid, man. Josh Allen is a beast. I I, I agree. Josh I Allen is an underrated, yeah, also, underrated they, edge rusher. Yeah. Two and a half sacks in this game yeah. against Houston. Like that matters a lot. But I, I, I think I think the defense as a whole can be better too, especially in the secondary. I think it's secondary, and I see. I, I need to see a little more dominance from Trevor Lawrence. We were promised this generational talent, you know, in Trevor Lawrence. Well, dude, you have everything. You have Kirk. You have Ridley. You have Travis Etienne, your college boy. You have an offensive line. You, ha- you even have additional weapons. You have Zay Jones. You have Evan Ingram, who's been resurrected from the dead. It, it's, it's time to put it together and start looking at you want all this respect. Yeah, you want a lot of games, but I, I can't trust you as far as I can throw you in the playoffs. No, don't hate that, Dick. Uh, Zach, where, where do you kind of stand on this game? You know, kind of the magnitude of it, one of the bigger games of the week, uh, you know, for both teams and, and for the AFC. Uh, big win for the Jags, just from a division standpoint. I mean, Colts are right on their heels. Texans were right on their heels. Uh, I think they would have been... T- I'd if Texans had won that game. Uh, and, you know, like Bryce said, right off the right off the crossbar, very you can say it's a lucky win for the Jaguars. I would say it was a lucky win uh, talking about that kick, but I got them fourth in my AFC right now uh, behind Chiefs, Ravens, Dolphins. Um, you know, the Jags, I'm still putting a little bit of stock into what they did in the playoffs last year. I mean, I know it's the Chargers, but you're down, what was it, 27 nothing at half? You come back and win? Like, I, 
I don't really care that it's the Chargers. You you still have to come back and win the game. And they did. In the playoffs. That is impressive. I still hold that in the back of my mind when I'm talking about Trevor Lawrence, uh, Doug Peterson in the playoffs. Bryce, you can't call Trevor Lawrence mid. You can't. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can. No, you can't. You, no, got, you, cannot. you, got, you guys were all over uh, Trevor Lawrence. He is a top 10 quarterback. I'll have to well, sit shake down your and look head. at that. I'll have to sit down and look at that. I, I don't know about that. You're going to name 10 quarterbacks in the NFL. You're going to take over Trevor Lawrence. I might be able to. Oh, my. No. Uh, no. Give me CJ no, Stroud no. over Lawrence. How no, about that? Not. How about that? This season, sure. Overall, Trevor I, Lawrence is not outside the top 10. I, I, are we oh, doing overall? God. Are we doing overall or right now? I mean, you tell me. <laughs> I mean, I would say both these top 10. Like, Easy. Give me, me CJ Shroud. He doesn't have he doesn't have the weapons in the team that, that Trevor Lawrence has. And His weapons are five. pretty good. And, and let's and let's be real, the Jaguars played two home games in London. I know they did. You know how I feel about the bullshit London games. So I mean, if you take those two away. Look, I just think the Jaguars should be given a little bit more respect than what they're getting. No, no, thanks. Okay. No, thanks. You missed me. Okay. I just said that I have them fourth, but I'm not going to say you write them off. I'm not. I'm not writing them off. I mean, I'm. They're going to write them off. No, I don't think Bryce is writing them. No, I don't think Bryce is writing. Caleb or Zach, I can't write them off. They're going to win the division. They're in the playoffs. I just don't trust them in the playoffs. And I and just said they get smoked. I do think they would. I think Lawrence has to get, I agree with Bryce. I think Lawrence has to get to another level. 12, 12 touchdowns, seven interceptions. I, I that's would. A, that's a terrible. That's that not is what so you should mid. be getting from Lawrence. That is so It's not good. I didn't say it was good. That's incredibly it good. It's not great. It's not great. It's not great. I didn't say it was he's, good. He's, he's I'm gonna just not going to sit and dog the guy and say he's mid. He's not mid. Mid. No, he's not mid. He's not mid. And look, I agree with you. Doug gets cute. Doug gets cute. Quit it with Tank Bigsby. Quit it with uh, Agnew. Suck. They both suck. They don't deserve any. They don't deserve any touches. They don't deserve any touches. You better get Calvin Ridley the ball this week. I have him, I'm starting him. I'm starting him in fantasy, guys. Right, so you, not, be, you better give him the fucking ball. All right. All right. But I'm not. No, I'm, I'm, not I'm gonna. I'm gonna cape. Are. No, I'm gonna cape for the Jags a little bit. I'm not gonna let. Uh, you know, he's not. He's not mid. He's not mid. And I thought the Clemson fan, the resident Clemson fan here, would be on my side a little bit, but he's hey, not. Hey, here you want you want stat? You like stats, don't you, Zach? You love stats, right? I don't. They don't hinge on my arguments. Yeah, but don't hinge on stats. Okay. But okay. I like how stats. about this? How about this? Okay. How about this? Uh, Justin Fields has as many touchdown passes as Trevor Lawrence this season. I just said Trevor Lawrence. I just said that's not good. I just said that's not good. Josh Dobbs has more touchdowns than right, Trevor Lawrence on. does. We're moving on. We're moving on. We're we re- He's not mid. Next up, he's not mid. We got we got your Colts against the Bucks. That's I'm going right, to try baby. my very best because you speaking of playoff teams, the Colts. I'll try to look at the the uh, the the Tampa side here. Um, look, you know, good win for the Colts. I want to give them credit. I just knowing the two of you, you're going to go to the Colts. That's fine. When I look at Tampa at Four and seven. I genuinely thought this was a game they really needed to get. I thought they would have played Absolutely. like Absolutely. Um, I thought they would have came out with a little more sense of urgency. Now, granted, I, I don't know exactly what 
you guys saw it. I did not see the injury. I did not see the injury. I was like doing something else. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, shoot, Baker. Was like, what? Like it confused me. So you guys, you know, I'd like for your guys analysis on that and how much you think that played into this game from him. But I, if you give me 15 carries for 100 yards for Rashad White, I would lean that you win the game. I just would. You told me the Rashad Whites were on 100 yards. I'd say you win the game. Um, yep. It didn't happen. Um, and I, I think this is a type of game that we could be looking back on with Tampa, and this might be the game you see the cross-off. If they're in the NFC South, it's the only reason that they're still relevant to this conversation um, because I don't think they're going to make a wild card necessarily, but this is a backbreaking. That's a backbreaking loss for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm not trying to dismiss what the Colts Colts are doing. Obviously, the two of you are going to touch on that, but I just want to point that out about Tampa because I, Bryce, I know where you're going to go with it. I'm not saying you're wrong for it. Good win for the Colts. Just want to point out the Tampa side of it because I mean, I just really thought they needed this game. I just, I just thought they needed to come in and and get this game on the road. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, I, to me, this is a good win for the Colts. It's nice to have the shoe on the other foot because, uh, you know, Zach, if you recall, you know, we've lost to Tampa. You know, especially the the Wentz season, that was a tough loss for us. We thought we had that one on on lock, and we did not. So it's nice to have the shoe on the other foot this time. Get a W. Uh, you know, it was it was pretty at the beginning. Then it got really bad in the middle. And then, you know, we were able to close it out. It's it's a good way to close out the game. Very impressive. I, you know, I was I was happy to see the Colts close out this game, especially defensively. Six sacks, six sacks against a decent O-line for Tampa. And we were able to run the ball on this on this Tampa rush defense which is pretty good. I mean, we had 155 yards on the ground. Pretty impressive. So um, good to see Colts get a W. For Tampa, yeah, needed the game. Needed the game. Uh, Caleb, to your point, I, I don't know that the Baker injury really played that much of a factor into this. No. Um, no. I, I really didn't see him hobbled or you know restrained in any way by the injury. I think this is a straight up loss. I think it was, I think it was the turnover. I mean, we were plus mm. one um, on the turnover battle. So I, I think, you know, that's the difference in the game. I mean, you win by seven points, you take away an opportunity for a Tampa to score seven, you know, with a couple turnovers. So I think that that's the difference in the game. And we were able to get to quarterback and they weren't really. Mm. So happy that the Colts, the Colts currently are in the wild card spot. I'm very excited. I'm very excited about that. Will it stand? I don't know. Do I care? Not really, because like I I still kind of want like a decent first round pick. Not going to lie to you. Uh, You know, I really want to get a wide receiver, too, and re-sign Pittman. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, Zach, I I know. I mean, I I know you share similar points to Bryce. I don't really want to ask you that. I kind of want to get into the future implications of Taylor's injury. you know, the fact that we could see it in this a couple of weeks. Where do you kind of stand on that situation? And, you know, how much of a factor do you think that it will have for this Colts team down the stretch? Definitely hurts, especially after the game he had against uh, Tampa. I thought it was one of his better games since he came back uh, against a good defense. But 
Luckily, we have Caleb's favorite running back, Zach Moss. That's Zach right, Moss, baby. That's right. Zach, <laughs> Zach Moss. Uh, still, I think he's still. Uh, forget what it was. He's top like, ten rushing. Top ten rushing yards. Still, yeah. he's yes. barely gotten any touches the past couple weeks, um, which I haven't agreed with. As I should have got a couple more touches than he did, but he's going to get a lot this week against a porous. Dog shit Tennessee line, just like they're a dog shit organization hey, with a give dog my boy shit personnel. Some touches. They give suck. Me, give Sermon some touches, baby. Yeah, I'll cut Sermon. Okay. But, uh, you know we're gonna be we're gonna be smoking that tanny pack. That's and Zach right. Moss is gonna be smoking as well. And Zach will be on the pod. Sorry, ass fan base. All right, get, come on, Zach. Come on. Your Cinderella run is over. You have zero playoff wins since that Cinderella season. Thank you very much. But, um. This game told me more about Tampa. I mean, Tam- I agree, Caleb. Tampa had to come in and beat us. Wow. Okay. I was ready to chalk up the South to them. I was. Re- I thought they were playing the best football out of every team in the South. And I don't. I can't say they're done because it is the South. But I want to. Say, if it was any other division, they're done. They're done. Because I'm ready to sack bowls. Um, I don't know how you come in. I don't know how you come in and let Gardner Minshew put 27 on you. I just, uh, Minshew's been great for us, Bryce, but I mean, come on, come on, come on. This is, you have to come in and win this game, stay in the playoff picture, stay in the division picture. And I thought we had pretty much control of the game for most of it. I, if I'm a Bucks fan, I'm hanging my head all week because I'm, I, we had a real shot. We had a real shot. And now it's going to, you know, you're you're a couple games back. Uh, wild card is not happening. It's not happening. And if it does, the NFL needs to reconsider how they do playoff teams because the Bucks will probably have a losing record if they're a wild card team. But it's not happening, man. They're they're. I'm crossing them off. I'm crossing Buccaneers off. Wow, that's how panicking. So you, you wow. so you just thought this loss could? You think this loss is deflating? Basically. Yeah, I mean, if you're, and if the Baker injury turns out to be something where he's not 100% next week or so, like, what are you going to do? Put Kyle Trask out there? Fuck no. Fuck no, I'm not doing that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm writing them out. I'm writing them off. Wow. I just think wow. three games under 500 is just too much. Uh, like I said, they're in the South, so it's not out of the realm. But me personally, I'm writing them off as a playoff team. Just because I don't think a wild card is very likely, and they're just—you got to win games like that if you're going to make the playoffs. You know, very winnable game for the Bucks, I thought, uh, and the Colts just outcoached them. Uh, uh, like Bryce said, multiple sacks on a decent O line. I'm crossing them off. All right. Um, next up, we got. Um, Chiefs Raiders um, game. I felt I felt like Kansas City, you know, early on, um, really fell behind. Um, but man, Vegas did Vegas things right, and uh, it didn't go away because uh, the Chiefs were able to come in and capitalize and and take care of business. And um, again, I think at least with the Kansas City side of it. I think if I was a fan, I'd be encouraged by the fact that they responded after being down 14-0. Um, 
they took care of business against a team I felt like they should have, you know, had some decent success against once they did get past the, uh, the deficit that they, they had to go back on. Um, a couple things that I, I would note about this game that I think I would be encouraged by if I'm Kansas City is I missed me with them not having a basket. Like, what if it's just Rasheed Rice? Like, it's maybe it's not fancy. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's not like that dude, but like I'm taking Rasheed Rice over what Juju Smith-Schuster did for the Chiefs last year. I just am. Absolutely. No, like, I, I just I, am. I, I'm, I'm I mean, and I, I, I don't, I, I think he is, I mean, again, he's going to be inconsistent. That's a part of it. He's a rookie. Um, maybe the questions of the receiving game might come in, in hand later on, Bryce, but um, I, I think the fact that they came back, that they that they had to come back in this game, and that Rasheed Rice had success, got 100 yards on 10 targets. Mahomes might have his guy that can that can give him enough, that can push him enough, and give this passing team something on the outside. I mean, am I off on that? Do you do you think you see where I'm coming from there with Rice and and what yep. he could do for them? Yeah, hundred percent, dude. I'm actually dude, me and Caleb are on the same page tonight, mostly. That's the uh, first yeah, time. Yeah, it is a little while. weird. Yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah, yeah, dude. I actually like Rasheed Rice, and I think that's why they drafted him. You know, like um, I think they drafted him because they figured out Sky Moore is what Zach likes to call him, Sky Less. Uh, so they got Rasheed Rice, and you know the patience has kind of paid off in this game yes, when they it really has. needed it. Because they were down 14 to zero. They score 14 in the second to tie it up at half. And then they, they figure it out. And, you know, Kelsey has a, a good game that we're kind of used to. Um, and, and they come away with, with another, another division victory, you know, which is exactly what Kansas City wants to kind of establish themselves. And like everyone's kind of down with the Chiefs, but like they're the exact same record as the Jaguars and the Cowboys, you know, and it's kind of like, like they're still around, even though, you know, we hate on them and, you know, we feel like they're teetering, but the defense is good. The defense keeps them in games for the most part. And then Patrick Mahomes, you just need to give Patrick Mahomes time throughout the season to get adjusted to these receivers and, and help and bring a guy like Rasheed Rice along. And now we're starting to see it pay off. And, you know, you, you run it with Isaiah Pacheco, who stomps the world down every time he runs and had a very good game. Uh, once again, you could even give Pacheco more carries, more than 15. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, there's not. So, um, you know, this things are starting to look a little up for the Chiefs potentially here. And for the Raiders, I mean, listen, I'm not going to bash on the Raiders. I mean, you lost, you've dropped your last two to two teams that are just flat out better than you. Chiefs and Dolphins, they're just, they're just better teams. Mm. And Antonio Pierce is still trying to rebuild or trying to build somewhat of a culture into this team. And, but he's got everybody bought in, but it's going to take time. I mean, they just cut Marcus Peters, who's been starting for them all season. Just, they're just weird seeing cut. what they have. Well, I don't know if it's weird. It's not. Cut. You can you can cut Marcus Peters. He's washed, and, and I think you have to see what you, what you have with the rate on the roster. You have to see. So I, I have no issues with it. 
and they were competitive with the Chiefs. I think that's all Antonio Pierce is, is really expecting, you know, at least compete, take pride in being a Raider. Think about the history and, and what it means to be a Raider. And that's what he's instilling in these guys. And so I'm not going to bash on the Raiders the rest of the season. They got rid of the cancer. So it, it and it's just time to heal. And, and you have Aiden O'Connell as your, as your quarterback. What, what, what can you expect out of that too? So I'm not going to bash on them. Um, we'll, we'll move on. Uh, we'll move on to the next game here. I went on a little longer than normal. Not a bad thing. Uh, we got Bills at Eagles, um, a game that, you know, came down to the very last minute, certainly. Uh, Zach, when you when you thought about this game, um, you know, it felt like, okay, over time, Bills might have gotten some, you know, uh, redeemed themselves in overtime. That was not the case. Philadelphia took care of it. Um, you know, there's a ton of plays we could go back on. Elliott's field goal to make it into overtime. Um, some of the Bills' execution, um, some of the Eagles' lack of execution when they needed it. Um, but it was a very, it was an intense game. It was a very intense game uh, from both sides. What what did you kind of make of of that, of arguably one of the best games of the week in, in the Bills' league? It's absolutely one of the best games of the week. Uh, respect to the Bills for going in there and putting up a fight. Thought there was some blow up potential uh, in that one. I really thought there was, um, but they put up a hell of a fight. Probably should have won the game. Probably should have won the game. But the Eagles, this season especially, beneficiary of a lot of favorable calls from the refs. Uh, I look. I love the Eagles as a team. I think they're the best team in the league right now. But you, they've gotten a lot of calls from the refs, and part of that might be retribution from. Uh, Getting screwed in the Super Bowl, but that's for another pod. I mean, look. Oh my. Okay. You know it's true, Bryce. You know it's true. Okay. Shut up. Uh, the Bills. It doesn't get yeah, called ninety nine. Keep going. Just keep going. Just go on. You know I'm right. Oh, you know I'm right. Go on. You uh, biggest game, biggest play, of the game for this was uh, whatever the hell that was with Gabe Davis in overtime. Is <laughs> that that was the winning play? <laughs> They drew up the winning play. Brady drew it up, and I'm blaming Gabe Davis. We still haven't heard what happened, but Gabe Davis, I'm just assuming he ran the wrong route. I'm just assuming he ran the wrong route. Went the wrong way on the route because Josh Allen looked pissed off when he released that ball, and and he just knew. He just knew he was going to hit the ground because Gabe Davis went to the wrong spot. That was the winning play that would have walked out of Philly with the win. One of the hardest places to play in the whole league and all in all sports. One of the hardest places to play. They would have walked out. Now they're in a hole. Um, every game, pretty much, I'd say, must win for them uh, here on out. Um, they're 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 in a hole, guys. I I don't I don't, I don't know what to say on the Bills. I mean, the the future is going to look pretty. Pretty murky, pretty murky. Uh, you know, we could see a coaching uh, shakeup. They got to do something with this receiver room. I mean, it just it can't just be Diggs. It can't just be Diggs. It can't just be Diggs. I mean, because that's what it is. It's oh, it's only Diggs. Then you're looking at Gabe Davis, who is treated like a two. He's not a two. I'm not even sure he's a three. Shakir sucks. Sucks. 
And in this backfield, I like James Cook, but and they're finally giving him touches. But how about we Amazing get Kincaid? Kincaid some looks? Can we get Kincaid some looks? The guy yeah, we uh, traded up for? Can we get him yeah. some looks? I mean, I McDermott. Agree. And the other thing, McDermott, like, not going for it with 20 seconds left in regulation? I thought it was soft. I thought it was a soft move by Sean by Sean Shaddy on the sidelines. I thought it was a soft move. Um, I thought it was embarrassing not to go for it with 20 seconds left. I mean, don't you think you would have learned your lesson from Kansas City a couple of years ago? They did it in 13 seconds. You can do it in 20 with a, you had a timeout too. I'm pretty I, sure. Yeah, I kind of thought that too. I, I thought I thought it was gutless, gutless to not trust your guy there. So gutless. I almost okay. thought of him. Forget the sack. I mean, what? What the hell? No, Roman, you did more than Brian. you know. What you got? You, you know what? I was on this McDermott stuff. I love that you guys are on this now. No, I mean, what I the hell? Josh Allen's making. Josh Allen's making how much money? Uh, he's a top five quarterback, and you decide to fuck to punt, 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 punt. So that's what he did with twenty seconds left. Punt, yeah. punt. Godless move by McDermott. Well, uh, Zach, I do have um, some uh, quotes or some uh, some paraphrasing for the uh, what happened on that last play. So Joe Brady, noble, took the fall for it, said it's on him. Uh, but Gabe Davis said it was an option route at the end of the route. And him and uh, Josh Allen were not on the same page. So Josh Allen thought he was going right. Gabe Davis ended up going left, and that's what happened. Uh, it's just laughable cut, to me cut, cut. that Josh Allen cried to get the overtime rules changed. They changed him, and he still can't close an overtime game. It's laughable to me. Laughable. Laughable. You're paid yeah. all this money. Get it done. Yeah, it was not great. Get um, it done. I was not great. Not ideal. Um We'll see whether or not, um, you know, it can come to fruition, um, you know, for Buffalo, if they can even get to the playoffs, they might not. I think that I, I don't know really where I stand on that. I kind of want to see him a couple more weeks before I stand, you know, make a firm take on that. Um, you know, Philadelphia's, yeah, finding a way to win these closer games. No doubt about it. Um, Bears, Vikings, uh, Bryce, do you have any takeaway just on, on this game? Um, what we before we head out? Uh, very, very fortunate that the Bears were able to win this game. <laughs> they almost lost it despite getting like five turnovers or five. Yeah, not not great, not great. Uh, it was a very ugly game, uh, but yeah, there's a whole about. And that will conclude uh, the podcast for us. Uh, we got got a good one. We got BSF that just recently got put out on Wednesday night. We'll listen to that. Yeah, once again. Thank you.